0: Welcome to another episode of the Celtics Reddit Podcast, episode 50, episode 50 of the podcast, or the Eddie House episode, as I've just decided we're calling it. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brutal Gash, and joining me from across the Tasman there in New Zealand to chop it up about these Celtics, it is Joe, aka
1: No Scroats McFly. Joe, how's it going, mate? It's good, mate. It's good to be at episode 50, and Ben, you're a total pro, and I think you should um, just raise your bet. you know? And acknowledge the, the 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 gentle applause. Just to the SCG, um, bringing yeah. up the, just a, all the gabber, all the whacker. <laughs> I got to shout out. My <laughs> local, or if you find yourself this summer, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, uh, I don't know, know about a... new, you, uh, New Zealanders, mate, but uh, here in Australia, fifty runs is uh, you're only halfway there, mate. So I'm not going to be lifting <laughs> the bat just yet. You know, keep keep my head down, keep uh, you know playing it right, and, uh, and get to that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. We um, <laughs> you might remember Stephen Fleming. Oh yeah. Um, Stephen Fleming um, was like quite notable for like it took him ages to get his first test entry, you know, for like a really good batsman. It yeah. took him like, I want to say it took him like five years into his test career before he finally got it. So yeah, so he, he, he did a bit of premature raising of the bat once or <laughs> twice. Can't blame him. You get excited. You know,
0: the anticipation's <laughs> yeah. building. Uh look, if you're still with us, uh and you haven't tuned out, Celtics fans, just quickly before we get into it, if you do want to reach out, the best way to do so is to comment on the Reddit thread for this episode, or you can find us on Twitter at Celtic Reddit Pod. Joe, a spicy, very spicy, very uh um comforting 3 1 West Coast road trip for the Celtics. Uh, we're here to talk about it. What are, you, what are, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you feeling any different about this team? How, how have your
1: expectations uh, for, the, for the team changed? Oh, that's a great intro, Ben. Um, <laughs> I I sort of feel like uh, what this road trip has done, and I'll put it like a little, uh, this probably sounds a little more jaded than I actually want it to sound, but it all it's shown for me is that the team's not worse than I thought. It's definitely not worse than I thought. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm 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 very much um, my expectations are very very much lowered for the team at this point, point. Um, and it's I'd say the trip's done nothing to raise my expectations. Um, but at the same time, my hopes are high. My hopes are still high. I'm not, you know, we're fans. I hope to stay high, and and I haven't had any reason to sort of lower my hopes. I guess you know. So does that make sense? So I guess that the the range uh the range of expected outcomes I don't feel has changed as a result of this. Right. Interesting. Cause I feel like after there was a lot to come out of this
0: road trip, starting with the, the Soul Plane, the the Uno on the plane, you know, <laughs> flying across the uh the country, the USA, heading over to um uh, to Oakland, I guess, where they first played the Warriors. And and they got off that plane. Or uh, like it seemed like a rejuvenated team, at least that was the like the vibe that they were putting out there, right? And then, you know, they went and rattled off a, a nice win against maybe a slightly hampered Warriors team. But I, I just felt, I, I just feel like since this West Coast trip, and I am I know that I'm not the only one to feel this way, the, the, the attitude and the energy around the team just feels a lot more positive. And even in that loss to Golden, uh, to the Clippers, rather, it didn't, you know, we got blown out. It was a shitty game, but the Clippers came out hot and with a lot of energy and it was, you know, it was the last game on a long road trip. You know, LA nightlife goes undefeated, I believe is what <laughs> they say. And I just did, didn't feel like as disappointing a loss as, as some of those prior losses to, to subpar teams. Not that the Clippers are a subpar team at all. Um, so I, I really have come away from this trip that I <laughs> totally was not any part of. Feeling like really positive about the team. And I'm, I'm excited for this three-game homestand coming up. I, I do feel like they've turned a corner. It feels different. Feels different, I guess, is what I'm saying.
1: Uh, okay, okay, but Ben. Okay, so, um, if you're watching, bear with me as I make up an analogy completely <laughs> on the fly here. Okay. Um. Okay. So I don't know, Ben, if you've ever like stooped so low as to watch um The Bachelor, and maybe you've given yourself an excuse because it's the Honey Badger this season, so it'll be really funny. So I'll yeah, watch it. I, uh, I'm
0: married. <laughs> I've watched <laughs> right. a lot
1: worse than The Bachelor, but yes, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm familiar
0: with The Honey Badger. Please the go on. The Honey Badger. He <laughs> was
1: great. Um, okay, so in the course of an episode, right, there will be, like, um, these girls, right, and they'll be like, oh, um, Bachelor did X with me, okay, or he might have, like, he pulled me aside at the cocktail party. This might mean da-da-da-da-da, Right. And I feel like there's an element... Would you agree, Ben, that there's an element of that in us as fans? Right? Like, there's an... And, and, <laughs> you know, it's like we're... The championship is the Honey Badger. And we are, like, some poor girl, you know? Like, hoping for attention at the cocktail yeah, party. So, so
0: I'm, I'm the fan that's being pulled aside by the Honey Badger, by the, the Celtics, and their aspirations... Uh and, and being told something that, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not gonna be not given a rose at the end of the episode.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Does that align with and what you're saying? Well <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I might
1: need to go back and listen to the tape. But um <laughs> look, I think it's fine to be hopeful, right? Um, but at the same time we don't wanna be like, you know, uh, the blondie from the last season, the poor girl <laughs> who knew Nick Cummins before, just like we've known championship glory before. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, man, nobody's gonna get this in the states. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the stage five clinger. We don't want to be stage five clingers. No, you know, no, you're, like you're absolutely it, right. It's just heartbreak. You just want it to end for the stage five clingers. You want, you know, you want them to get knocked out in the first round. But they, you know, but cruel old Nick Cummins keeps keeps bringing them on for the drama. And I sort of feel like there's just a bit of that around this team right now. If, yeah, if I haven't distorted, if I haven't distorted that um, comparison too much.
0: No, I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, in bringing up um, Stephen Fleming, you know, New Zealand cricket and uh, the Australian Bachelor, we haven't alienated our audience at all. So uh, full steam <laughs> ahead. But uh, <laughs> I, I, is is there no, is there no little tickle of a of a of a feeling coming out of this road trip for you, Joe? That maybe it it does because, like, sure we've. we've We've been here all season, right? It's been a, a roller coaster ride and an emotional roller coaster ride, where you know they they were great. They started off six and two, then they were terrible, and then they were great again. They had the, the eight game winning streak, and then they were terrible, and then they were great again. And a little bit here we are, right? But it does kind of feel different. I think I hate to quote Kyrie Irving because I hate a lot of what comes out of his mouth, but it start it <laughs> did start with him, right? Like and the energy. Um, the, the positive uptick in the energy seemed to start with him. And it does seem to be trickling down with the team. And, you know, there was some really, really good hard-fought wins um, on that road trip. A long way from home, uh, fighting against LA Nightlife. Uh, I, I don't know. It just, I know that I'm not the only, way to, only one to feel
1: this way. It just, it, it, it does feel a little bit different. <laughs> um, So, look, I'm a fan too. So, right, I'm going to get a rational and, um, you know, When the You know, Nick Cummins can raise my Hopes just as much as the next girl, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, of course You know, like the win against Golden State was awesome And exciting, so so my hopes Like I still feel reason to hope But like when I come back down to it, I'm like Has this team changed Its character? I I don't know Uh, I'm still not convinced of that Like it's just we have this we have this really strong desire right to hear the feel good stories we want the we want the plane trip ride that changed everything right course, like we so want that story and it's like we've heard enough of these stories about that were written sort of 3 months after the fact where there was a plane ride and something did actually change that we kind of want to imagine that it's happening right now we we kind of memorialize things as they're happening and it's sort of it's like i don't know it's it's recency bias it's just it's just um I just don't think it'll prove to be that significant in the long run what I would agree with you on though is that like clearly Kyrie Irving sets the mood for this team right like that that that's that's sort of been pretty clearly demonstrated eh yeah
0: I think so and and you know his mood has changed hopefully permanently um and you know things have been looking up in in the very small amount of time since. Uh, Reddit user BM Octwo says going three and one on a West Coast road trip is a good outcome regardless of the nature of last night's loss, referring to the Clippers' loss. Um, there's a user by the name of Coffee Shit who says,
1: <laughs> <laughs> "I can relate."
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Horford has been, Horford has only been playing low to mid 20 minutes a game lately, which I honestly hadn't noticed. Um, he says, it's good to keep him fresh for the playoffs, but we will probably need him if we have a shot or if we want to have a shot at the three seed, which would be really nice. So, Horford has been playing really well. He, his stats have um, probably mm. dipped a little bit. And uh, yeah, I hadn't noticed that, but uh, I checked the last few box scores and he has been playing less minutes per game lately. So, it's nice to see a bit of a more of a long-term outlook by Brad and the coaching staff sort of managing... Horford's minutes a bit, started to rest him a little bit, heading up towards the playoffs. Um, but Danny T, Daniel Tice, has been underwhelming, to say the least. It was terrible yeah. during this road trip.
1: He's had a bit of a setback. Um, this this year hasn't really, like he hasn't really kicked on this year, has he? No,
0: he's had he's um, had moments. Mm,
1: yeah. Um. So it was, did you listen to Bill Simmons's uh, podcast with Rosillo?
0: Yeah, I, I just finished
1: listening to it today. Well, what I thought was interesting was like they were explaining what happened when Robert Williams got subbed in really quickly <laughs> against uh, Portland, right? Which I yeah. had no idea about. It's because Horford like needed to keep getting stretched out, and like this is in the middle of a game. So clearly the guy's, um, you know, clearly the guy's body is not a hundred percent, right? Like clearly there's there's a, uh, quite a lot of maintenance going on there. So, um. Maybe this is just the price we pay, but boy, we miss it when he's not out there. Like, oh, it, definitely. It's night and day. It, I, I One thing I've really enjoyed is, um, do, do you know this play I'm talking about? It's sort of like, it'll be like a pick and pop. Smart, Smart will bring the ball up. Kyrie will be on the wing. It'll be a pick and pop, and it'll go straight into a dribble handoff for Kyrie. Um yeah. That play feels like a real staple for us. And Yeah. It, it it feels reliable, you know, like it feels like we are reliably going to get something good out of this. He used man, to work we really well with like Isaiah that. Thomas as well. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So we we man, we really miss him. But maybe this is just the price we have to pay to have to have Al right now. Like, um, that makes me a little sad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do, do you think? Where do you think he is at health wise? Like, do you think do you think this is this is precautionary or do you think this is reactionary?
0: I think it's precautionary. I think it's you know thirty two. I just turned thirty two, so I can now say thirty two is not that old. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's surely it's it's preserving oneself for the playoffs, right? We we know what playoff Al is. We've had him for three seasons now. We we know the difference the playoff the the playoff game makes for Al Horford. There's no reason to to think that. It isn't just a, a complete preserve the body mode for for Al Horford, and, you know, and the um the physio staff. I guess with the Celtics, um, he, he is essential to to our entire, you know, defense and offense. We we need him on his game. We need him on the court. We need him healthy. Um, so there's every reason to restrict his minutes and to keep you know massaging whatever little niggles that he's feeling in his body to keep him healthy and keep him ready for for the big games ahead. I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not that worried at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, it is interesting that he's paying so little minutes, though. Like, like the guy pointing it out, um, coffee, coffee shit, shit pointing it out, <laughs> <laughs> like just just an evocative name. We've <laughs> all <laughs> been there. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I you, you hope for the best, right? You know. Um. I, I really hope it is that, but yeah, like he's essential, essential, Al Um. He's I feel like he's like the floor to our playoff hopes. And if Kyrie's the ceiling, does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's going to be, I mean, he's 32 now, you know, you mentioned we're starting to see these minutes restrictions, which, you know, in March is probably not that alarming, but uh, a Celtics season or seasons without Al Horford are in the foreseeable future, or at least without this iteration mm. of Al Horford. And I uh, I mean, I don't know. I you, you just hope that he um, can still have some sort of impact, whether it's his tutelage of, you know, a young and up and coming big or, you know, hypothetically Anthony Davis or or who knows, but he's going to really need to do like a knowledge transfer (laughs) essentially to whoever fills his role um, for us to keep playing the way that we're playing and to to have whatever
1: semblance of an identity we have at the moment. Totally. Yeah. I think that's so true. Uh, Yeah. We, we, we do depend on him for our identity, you know? Like, there's no there's no switch-everything defense if Al Horford's not on the floor. Yeah. Like, really, eh? You know? Um, there's no ball – there's no – yeah, offensively, he's just so crucial. He – yeah. Um, I don't really – I mean, maybe – Robert Williams, I am on record as think, <laughs> is thinking that is, is having very, very low expectations for Robert Williams. But he has shown flashes as a passer. But Al Horford's just next level, eh? Um, do you think he'll opt out? Do you think he'll do the opt out and sign a longer deal? Are you optimistic for that? Um, I, I would am, you would you want it to happen, and do you think it's going to happen?
0: Yeah, I would, I would want it to happen. I what I really want—I know this is not really answering your question—but of, of all the the players that I've I've loved as a Celtics fan over the years, I, I really want to see Al Horford win a championship. He's just so. Clever, he plays the game so well, and he just seems like such a stand-up guy. Like I really want to see him win a championship. And mm. you know, to, to get back to your question, I, I do feel like he would opt out and and take a lesser contract if it meant Danny Ainge and staff could sign. You know, th- the sort of backlog of players and role players and whatnot that could put us in the best position to win. Mm. I do feel like he's kind of bought into like Celtic's culture a little bit, so I I feel like he'll probably do what's best for the team that will probably still involve quite a lot of money, several millions of dollars for Al Horford. Um, so it's it's kind of a win win, po- I suppose. But yeah, I do feel like he'll opt out if that puts us in a position
1: to sign a, a higher caliber free agent. I I don't think it would really help us sign a higher caliber free agent, but it just might help us with the repeated tax, right? W- what What's your sort of upper limit, like in terms of, I think, because if he opts out, I'm guessing he'd sign another four-year deal. Yes. Um, what's your sort of, upper kind of like would you be okay with four years 100 yeah no maybe so what's that? that's 25 a year um, uh, see, i feel like that's gonna be way too much to pay him when he's yeah. thirty six. i was thinking way more way, like, way too much i was thinking more like 15 a year so yeah. what four years 60 so like a that might be contract. too low like i'd be so happy with that like that's Definitely going to be a plus value contract but, uh, we've for. We've seen two years. people
0: do it before, right? Like mm. um, maybe Dirk's not the best example, but Tim Duncan might be a better recent example who who took way less money than he, he deserved at the time um, to to put the team in a better position to win. So maybe he um, takes a similar attitude in in
1: resigning. Okay, do you think Al Horford really wants to play with Kyrie Irving? In his heart of hearts, uh, um, I.
0: Think that he wants to win with the Celtics. I I, right. I do believe that, and I don't know if Kyrie Irving matters that much as far as Al holford's desire to win with the Celtics. Like he really, like he's been with us for a while now. He's he's one of our longer tenured players. Him and and Smart, and he does he does really seem to like the franchise. Mm. Um, so I I think he's bought in, and you know, so be it. Kyrie Irving's ended up on this team, and and whether or not he's his you know ideal ticket to a championship i
1: i think he's i think he's like a, a celtics sort of lifer at this point it feels it totally feels i i do actually agree um it does feel like that i i i sort of wonder you know like like hawford came and if you remember the type of team he joined right that team was so different a year later eh you know and um, I often wonder whether a guy like Al Horford is like, man, this isn't exactly what I signed up for. Like, I don't yeah. think he signed up for the circus, you know, like no. this year's been.
0: That's interesting because we, we had that playoff series that we lost to um, Al Horford's Hawks where, you know, we I think we won a couple of games. We had Evan yeah. Turner, obviously Isaiah well, Thomas, and it was a really hard-fought series. Bradley got
1: hurt in that Series, That's right.
0: That? Yeah. Um. And we played really well. And I don't remember any of the exact quotes or anything that Al Horford said exactly. But upon signing with Boston, he definitely referred to like the crowd, the the Boston mm. crowd during that playoff series, and just the intensity and the fight, um, and like that sort of that underdog mentality of that team. And yeah, like now, like Isaiah Thomas is gone, crowd has gone, Bradley's gone, um, Amir Johnson's gone. If you want to loop him into all of that, like it's just a completely different team. Mm. Um, but I do, the culture is, is still consistent, right? The culture around the city and the franchise, um, and those running it has remained consistent. So I don't know. I, I hope that there's enough there for Al Horford to, to re-sign. Um, I, I do feel like he's bought in, so that we'll yeah. see. I, I, I do want to get back to this season though, because, you know, we did have a, a nice little promising stretch recently on the, on, on the West coast. And obviously we've got different, differing opinions of. What that means for the outlook of this team and the identity of this team and whether or not this changes anything, um, do you, what do you think at this point has to happen for you, Joe, for for you to sort of switch your, I guess your attitude towards the team up? Like, is there is there anything that they can do at this point to to change your mind? Yeah, I mean,
1: w- win a ton of games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> kind <laughs> like, of simple, right? <laughs> or no, yeah, but not they don't have to win a ton of games. They don't have to win every game. Just like. Okay, so if we look at what we've got coming up next, we've got Kings, right? Tough game. And important to win for their pick. Kings, Hawks, sneaky tough game. Should win that. Um, that's a 5.30 game on Sunday morning. Yeah, 3.30 a.m. here, but it's a Sunday, so I'll be up. Are you just going to go right the way through?
0: No, I'll get up. I'm an old man. <laughs> I'll go to bed <laughs> at like 9 <laughs> and get up.
1: <laughs> uh, then we've got um, the Nuggets. Then we got the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the Hornets. Spurs. Cavs. Pacers. Nets. Heat. Heat. Sixers. Oh, no, not six. Pacers again. Magic. Like, there is no... This is a tough stretch. So I don't know how many games I just called out then. I didn't count them up. Um, Quite but a we few. we probably uh, figure it out by adding up <laughs> our record. Forty-one and twenty-seven, so there must be fourteen games left. I think so, you're on the money there. So out of those fourteen games, right, there's only really like, like, there's the Cavs. There's how many games you'd be like, yeah, this is this is one that's like, I'd be stunned if we lost this. I'd be stunned if we lost the Cavs game, right? And that's about it. Maybe the Magic game because I feel like the Magic is going to be knocked out um, of the playoffs of the of you know of contention by that stage you know so over these 14 games like if we go like 12 and 2 yeah or even like 11 and 3 I'll be like oh yeah okay that's something if we go 10 and 4 which means we're a 51-1 team I'm like Meh. we're still to me we're still the same but that's not that's, that doesn't to me say that it all does come down to how you do it too right like i want to see us fight back for some you know when the clippers started to get on top of us um, I I sort of feel like we have this habit of we start to shoot threes when we get down behind a lot, and what we really need to do to turn out to turn our fortunes around in the middle of the game is it feels to me like we get very aggressive defensively. We start picking up picking up full court. We start forcing turnovers. Like yeah. I want to see that developed as a bit of a pattern for getting us out of runs. Like I feel like that's something we can rely on. Um. Yeah. So but but yeah I want to see a good record and I want to see them respond to adversity inside a game a bit better.
0: Sure, fair enough and certainly transition defense was a huge glaring issue against the Clippers um mm. as well as our defense of the high pick and roll and I'm not sure about yeah. the high pick and roll but Brad Stevens in an interview in the last couple of days said that specifically the transition defense was something that the Celtics we're just hammering home in in practice, just trying to get better and better at that. So, hopefully, there's a bit of an emphasis there. Um, hopefully, we don't allow as many offensive rebounds as well. That would be huge. But um...
1: that would be great. But like, <laughs> let's be honest, we that is us. Like, that is not changing. Yeah, and that <laughs> like... that
0: seems to have been us in in all of the iterations of the Brad Stevens ha- Celtics totally. so far. It's just I, I don't know what it is. But um, so so if we so. Okay, the three games that are run between now and the next time we'll record an episode of the Kings, the Hawks, and the Nuggets, and they're all at TD Garden. Um, If we rattle off all three of those games, particularly the game against the Nuggets there, we come back and we record another episode in a week, Joe, you're not thinking at that point that we've truly turned the corner? Say we win those games convincingly? It's going to take more than that?
1: No. Yep, it's got to take more than that. That this team, we have 70 games of inconsistency. This team is inconsistent until proven to be consistent, right? And, um, you know, I always feel like I'm being generous saying that they can prove <laughs> it over fourteen games. Yeah, I, I, like, I, where I'm at with this team is I think they're likely gonna get bounced in the second round. I think that's by, I think that's by far the most likely thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, is that gonna change if we go, you know, over these next fourteen? If we go, I don't know, like nine and five, like am I? You know, if we go 3 and 0 in this next thing, does that really influence whether I think we're legitimately better than the Raptors or the Bucks? Nah, nah. Um, I think we're about the same. I yeah. think that the.
0: With the sample size we've got so far, right? Like the, the season so far and how we've done and the Bucks and the Raptors, et cetera, have done so far, I agree with you. But this 14 game sample size coming up, right? So going into the playoffs. The team that I would put my money behind is the team who's playing their best basketball in, in this last stretch of games. And what we just saw on that West Coast trip gives me some optimism that we are about to be starting to play our best basketball. And, you know, lately we've seen, I think the Raptors dropped a game to the Suns, I believe. They did. Uh, um,
1: the Bucks lost to the Suns. Right. Bucks the- lost to the Suns. Raptors lost to the Cavs. There you go, you right? Blown out by the Cavs, yeah. And meanwhile,
0: you know, obviously we got blown out by the Clippers. Not ideal, but there was some circumstances there being the last game on a long road trip um, that I'm not too down in the dumps with regards to that game. But, you know, if we rattle off these next three games and so we've won, what, six of our last seven, you can start to say that maybe we're starting to play our best basketball. We're trending in the right direction heading into the playoffs. And, I mean, that's got to give you some optimism. We're having, heading in the right direction at the right time and perhaps... Some other teams are going the opposite way.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like Toronto I feel like has kind of established themselves. Um, you know, like they've once you've established yourself as you're a veteran team, you you know, you've established who you are. Those drop games to me matter a lot less. Though. I can kind of talk them up to boredom a little easier than the Celtics, which haven't really established themselves this season, I feel. You know, and um, does that does that make sense, Ben? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. It, you know, like like a, 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 the Raptors blowing like a something like that is just not the same as the Celtics, who haven't yet managed to establish themselves as a dominant team yet. Kind of proving that they're not yet dominant. Um, whereas I feel like who the Raptors are in my head is kind of formed, you know, and yeah. the Bucks as well.
0: Look, maybe maybe I'm clutching at straws here, just uh, you know, falling off a cliff and I'm I'm reaching reaching out for a vine. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 okay. So
1: so the okay, look. And the one I'm sort of trying to cap the the um the upside, you know, of, of what I feel about the team. Sure. But
0: No, I understand beating
1: Golden State by thirty three is still flipping good. Like it proves that on our day we can beat Golden State by thirty three. Like that's something. It is something. It does prove that there's reason to hope and it means that you know, as long as this team is in it, like there's, you should keep you should keep the TV turned on. You know, um, it just means that like, um, I I just I just watch our mood swings as a fan base, right? And even myself, I'm like, what? Why am I expecting expecting? Because the expectation's the killer. It's not the hope. The hopes mm-hmm. hopes keep it's fun. It keeps you watching. It keeps you hope. You know. When we're down seventeen in the third, right? You hope that they can come back, and that's why you still keep watching. Um, that's fun, and I think that's really good. But it, when you expect, you know, um, things to happen, then you just kind of get, and you get disappointed really easily, you know. Um, you become like poor old Cassie and and the Bachelor, you know, <laughs> forever her hopes are dashed, you know. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and. You know, and I just I like, <laughs> maybe I'm getting too deep on this, but I just don't think that's a good way to like live. Um, yet hope you you should be hopeful. We should always be optimistic about our team, right? Like things can happen is very different to expecting that something will happen. You know, and I think your expectations have to be realistic, and I think your hopes are allowed to be optimistic.
0: Yeah, no, that that I think that that's probably going to be speaking to everyone listening to this Joe, right? Like that's it's kinda it kinda sums up the season where the expectations were basically championship. The first episode that we put out for this season was called championship vibes. It looked good after game one against Philly. And then those expectations and the reality have, have not been aligned. Um, and there's probably a lot of people out there like me will saying, Well what about this? Like this has looked really good lately. Maybe that's a sign of a, of an uptick. And then it's it's never worked out. And you know, like I said earlier in the show, like here, here I am again. Here we are again. We've seen a slight little uptick, a slight little improvement in energy from the team, and uh, I think a lot of people, myself included, um, however unfortunate that might be, are ready to jump back on the wagon or off the wagon or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> um, I, I think
1: uh, this much is this much is legit though. Like it is way more fun to cheer for a team that seems to like each other and is in a good mood, right? Like, yeah, sure. Like, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'm way more looking forward. I'm having way more fun, right, in this last week than I did in the couple of weeks previous. Hmm. So, speaking of this road trip, last four
0: games, Boston, second in the league in true shooting percentage, tied first in charges drawn since March 5th, which is the first day of the, uh, of the road trip. Gordon Hayward didn't have a great game against the Clippers, but fifth overall in field goal percentage over the last four games Players who have played over twenty minutes per game, and if I were to tell you, Joe, to guess who was first overall in steals over the last four games, hint: it's a Celtic player. Any uh, any names you want to nominate there?
1: I mean, without looking at the run sheet, <laughs> you're breaking <laughs> the fourth wall. No. <laughs> um, would that be Would that be a certain smarth
0: it, it would. It would be one yeah. of the Marquis.
1: Yes. Hey, smart hey. One. By the way. <laughs> Bill Simmons stand down. Did you hear him, like, failing to put respect on Marcus's name as a defender in that podcast?
0: Yeah. I, I have a theory about Bill Simmons. I, I think that he's trying to really backpedal on his image as a Celtics guy. I don't think right. that that is anything to do with this season necessarily, but I do think that, um, like, the collective ringer, Bill Simmons fan base, you know, 90% of them, the, the 90% that aren't Celtics fans, Collectively grown, whenever he brings up the Celtics, and I feel like he's he's trying to kind of do what KOC has done a really good job of, and and make himself more of an NBA generalist. Mm. Um, which as someone who um, gravitated towards Bill Simmons as a Celtics fan is very frustrating because I I don't yeah it's like like I know that they haven't been, obviously they haven't been great, but I feel like he's not watching all of the games. I I really don't feel like his takes um are that balanced with regards to the Celtics.
1: Yeah, I mean. He's just, he's just a fan, right? So, like, I don't hold him to the expectations. Like, like, like I hold, you know, Danger Cart to way higher. Sure, um, sure, Way higher standards than I hold Bill Simmons to, right? <laughs> Bill Simmons is just, like, us writ large. But I was like... <laughs> That's true. But, but I was sort of like, man, like, you're dogging Marcus Smart? Like, man, I'm not cool with that. He was like, Marcus Smart's been kind of up and down this year. I was like, this is the best season of his career. By far. hands down hands <laughs> yeah. down he's actually been like pretty consistent offensively you know like you look back over the last, like i feel like he's in double figures every second game you know he's yeah. shooting forty two percent from the field what about eight three yeah one of our like he's like yeah you know like man come on Simmons like I expect you to be a fan man i expect you to be a fan marcus yeah. don't don't like Flip. Do not raise your hand against the anointed one, Bill Simmons. <laughs> do yeah, not look, do it. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of angry people out there. But yeah, I, <laughs> I do think
0: there's some substance to that theory. I, I do think that he's he's maybe backpedaling his Celtics fandom a little bit, whether or not it's because he's embarrassed about how, you know, he was very publicly having high hopes for this season, and obviously that hasn't worked out. But, you know, for whatever reason, it seems like he's, he's really backtracking there, which is, is frustrating. Thought he was one of us, Joe. Thought he was one of us.
1: Yeah. I, man, I'm not happy with that. I mean, he can bag Terry Rozier really he likes. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, there are
0: exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Poor uh,
1: Terry. Poor Terry. So, oh, a
0: couple more Reddit shout-outs very quickly before we move on. Uh, Anakin, Anakin's Leet writes, If it makes you feel any better, Toronto lost to the Cavs by 25, as we alluded to earlier. Another user, Aiden Rose from Sydney, Australia made a trip to the States and planned everything specifically Australia. around seeing the Celtics, Australia uh, says, not only did I fulfill a lifetime goal of seeing the Celtics live, but I feel like I witnessed a resurgence still on the same page as me, Joe. It's great. Uh, <laughs> literally still on a high. And he also thinks our guys are going to be tough in the playoffs. Quote, the guys have been there before. And that's w- that's what makes us better than the bucks or Raptors um very much on the moving the needle towards the maximum optimism side there Aiden Rose but uh, I feel you mate I'm I'm with you I uh yeah. I've got high hopes for the playoffs um as unrealistic as they they might be I do feel like they they are starting to turn things around and and congrats on making that trip from Sydney
1: as well and getting over there and seeing a few games good on you Yeah that's the dream that's the dream mm. Yeah I don't want to be like like I'm not trying to um you know I don't, I'm not trying to piss in everyone's wheatbix here. You know, I'm. <laughs> um, I'm really not. I'm just trying to say, like, guys, like, you need to, you know, like, man, have fun. You got to have fun with it. Like, and if if it's more fun for you to like be optimistic about the team, you know what? More power to you. But for me, it's more fun to just retain hopes rather than expectations. Yeah, uh, and I, I Joe,
0: like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, one of the one of the great reasons. Why this podcast works is that we, our our expectations and thoughts on the team are calibrated somewhat differently. And it's good. This this podcast
1: works. (laughs) It does. (laughs) So I'm told. The numbers don't lie. (laughs) There are dozens of them. (laughs) Dozens of listeners. Um,
0: but seriously though, like it's good that we have differing viewpoints and we have these conversations. You know, every week we record them, we put them out there. Other people listen to them. But I, I walk away. Um, a more learned Celtics fan, I suppose, because of these discussions. So it's good yeah, to, it's true. I don't want to say, brought down, because you know uh, you can't bring me down. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad as I, Celtics fan, they're gonna win it all. But it, it it does help to sort of have my viewpoint readjusted a little bit, um, more towards some sort of sense of um things based in reality.
1: Yeah, and also I think there's also a, a necessary counterbalance for me in that um you've got to make sure you're still having fun. Like, you've got to be a little irrational, right? Like, um, you know, like, you've got, you know, you've got to, those hopes have to spill over a little bit into expectations. So maybe you're right after, kind of, to, to wind up the, back, the clock back on all those discussions. Like maybe you're right. You know, like, yeah, there's a little hope, but, the, you know, um, do I think we're a slightly better team? Maybe I do, in my heart of hearts. But my brain is just like, it's like a, like a governor chip, you know, on the, on the engine. You know, it's like a limiter. And, um, and that's just kind of what's happening. That's what's going on for me internally right now, Ben. My heart just wants to rev like crazy um, when we do good. But my brain is just putting the limiter chip on it right now.
0: That's a, it's a very sensible and realistic take. Um... Lots to think about here and lots to be hopeful for or not uh, with the, the three-game homestand coming up. <laughs> Just you do you. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the Reddit recap. folks welcome back this is the reddit recap i'm gonna start by a post to the sub by user Airmagswag, swag and it's a little excerpt from the knuckleheads podcast Kyrie to tatum on said podcast i'll get out of your way once you get to that point me and you are going for the guts and glory when it's all on the, all on the line i know i need you right next to me I- interesting i read that and i was like <laughs> okay all right maybe he's gonna stay with the Celtics. maybe yeah. uh, everything is rosy um I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the the podcast at all, Joe, but um so it's an interesting little uh takeaway from from that little interview.
1: I have not had a chance to listen to the podcast. It's sort of um we sort of you know, I don't know what it's if you find this, um Ben, but you sort of get like once you hit Tuesday over here, like the Monday ones come out and you kind of like get full up and then there's the Rosillo and Simmons one, which is something I'd look forward to. Anyway, excuse, excuse, excuse. I will <laughs> listen to it. Um but that, 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 I mean, I guess I Kyrie, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens, right? Like, would I be surprised if he stays? I've and which is, you know, for me, I don't know about you, Ben, but I was like, sure, he's staying, and now I'm like, man, who knows what he'll do? Nothing, nothing can surprise me.
0: My um my total experience from beginning of the season to now was he's definitely staying. Obviously, that coincided with him saying that he's definitely staying and we'll resign if we'll have him. <laughs> I believe are his words. And then uh yeah he's staying staying staying. Oh hang on a second, this New York noise. Ah oh, it's probably nothing. And then he started to really get shitty towards the media, right? And you know was recorded walking into a game being like I can't wait till my playing days are over or whatever he said. Um it was almost flat out asked you know, if, if there was any substance to the rumors about him and KD potentially joining up in, in New York. And rather than squashing it, he kind of danced around it a little bit. And there was a lot of negativity come out. We all we all know about it. But at that point, I was like, Oh, maybe he's not staying. And then that continued. And then I got to a point where I was like, I actually don't care if he stays or not. I'm sick of his shit. Yeah. Like very, very annoying from what we talked about earlier. But <laughs> wanting to have hope and optimism for the team, wanting to enjoy watching the team. And when there's this background soap opera there's nothing enjoyable about it and you could see it on the court affecting all the players and then the soul plane trip you know you, you hear uh, reports of him singing to the guys however that <laughs> played out playing Samuno, being a leader um you know s- starting to take accountability for some of the the negativity around the team but maybe apologizing and then this renewed energy and now I'm straight back to he's definitely st- signing with the team again. That's how quickly uh, things turn around in my mind, Joe. So uh, yeah. I'm convinced. And this you're uh, on the
1: roller coaster, bro. <laughs> I am Bruh. right on. I'm front
0: Bruh. row on the roller coaster with my arms and my legs out, uh, potentially getting ripped off by uh, a passing metal pole. Um, I'm I'm right on it. So I've
1: I've got to bring this up because I you know I might have thought it was hilarious, more hilarious than it actually was, but <laughs> I literally you know I literally lolled. Which actually doesn't happen as much as, you know, we might think. Um, the The back-to-back podcast, which is sort of a lot of the old um, hook, true hoop mm-hmm. kind of guys, um, they had this thing um, where they talked about how, um, they talked about how, like, Kyrie and KD don't like the media because they feel like when they're in front of the media, they're in a position, put in a position where they have to lie. And the guys are like, look, man, like, this is how you do de- You've just got to learn how to navigate life like this, right? Like, and you know, when your wife asks you, does my, you know, do I look fat in this dress, right? (laughs) You've got to kind of get through that situation, right? (laughs) And they, and then they started riffing on, they started riffing on it. And they're like, imagine answering, imagine answering your spouse, like how Kyrie does, right? Like, (laughs) I thought this was so funny. And they're, They're like, you know, your wife says, do I look fat in this dress? Kyrie says, Ask me July thirty first or July first. <laughs> That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> You're out. You're out the door. <laughs> hey Ben slash Kyrie. Can you can you empty the dishwasher?
0: <laughs> Not my threshold. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know anyone. shit, and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about this uh, one? You know, like I can sort of imagine, um, Kyrie, um, do you mind? I'm just, I'm just trying to get to the, I'm just trying to get to the, to the, um, to the jug to fill up my cup, cup of coffee. <laughs> can uh, do you mind just shuffling it out of the way? You know what? I'll get out of your way once you get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that point, like this,
0: the spouse is like, I, I might have married a bit of a dickhead here. I might have a problem on my hands.
1: <laughs> she might, yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, back-to-back podcasts can be a frustrating listen sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> it can be really good, but that was champagne stuff. Yeah, I thought it was that's, hilarious. That's great. I don't think yeah. I did it justice.
0: No, no, but I mean, it's it's worth it's worthwhile bringing up because it it um it kind of brings these most recent comments back into line and adds a bit more context. There's obviously a lot of background, a lot of history to this, and this is kind of just the latest, maybe the peak on the roller coaster before we all plunge downwards again. But um. At the moment, you know I'm riding it. I'm on top. I'm feeling good. It's definitely resigning with the Celtics. You heard it here. You're, I was going to say you heard it here first, but you it's not. You didn't hear it first. I'm going to coin a
1: term. I'm going to coin a term. Kai polar. <laughs> We're all so, suffering from a kai polar disorder. Kai disorder. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> you may be right. So user big Australian boat wrote this. Uh. Doesn't know how to watch games without having a Celtics player to dump on, and I kind of wanted to bring this up earlier, but there's been a lot of talk about maybe replacing Mook, Mook Morris in the starting lineup, or um, Chuck Morris, as people have been calling him, <laughs> That's with uh, with Jalen Brown. So, um, out of first of all, we we should speak to big Australian boats points. Like I, I don't know how much time you spend in the in the game threads or on the sub during or after the games, Joe, but there does seem to be like this um, token scapegoat with every game and uh, it's been McMorris like every game recently. Do you think there's any sort of substance to that or is that a a natural fan behavior or what what do you reckon?
1: Nah, I think he's, I think he's got a point and, and you see it in yourself. Well, I don't see it in you Ben, but I see it in me. (laughs) Thanks Joe. (laughs) (laughs) You're too much of a Pollyanna throat for me to (laughs) ever see that in you. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I think that's actually fair. And I, I did see that post and I was like, Yeah, you know what? Like he's got a point there. Like we should still be wanting to you know we should still be wanting to cheer for rather for, for guys' success, you know? Um and um Yeah. I do think that um not to go Rick Patino, but some of the you know, we can get too negative. And I'm trying to be realistic, but like if that crosses into actual negativity, like what what point is like what how does that make anyone's life better? You know, just, just even as a fan following some silly game, how does it make your life better to be really negative about somebody? It doesn't really. We, eh?
0: Well, with the scapegoat thing, the individual scapegoat, I think it's, it's like a coping mechanism, right? You're kind of like <laughs> in your mind. If um, we just, yeah. If we just
1: sacrifice this player on the altar of efficiency, <laughs> we'll, everything exactly. will
0: be all well. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, you know, in the case of Mook, in the last game, the collective response from the fan base was, well, if it wasn't for this dickhead, then, you know, we <laughs> wouldn't have lost the game. <laughs> Simple as that. And then you kind of, you, you kind of justify it in your mind and reconcile with that. Like, okay, well, if if that didn't happen, then we would have won. So we're fine. And then you move on. But, you know, there's usually a lot more to it than that.
1: So, so I think, um, so, I mean, Rosier, I'm just kind of like, I just don't think he fits his role that he's in really right now. I yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm just not crazy about him. But in the case of Mock, like we were all happy with him when he was shooting 43% from 3. And we all had to know, right? Like the cost of him shooting 43% from 3 is that he's got to shoot like 28% from 3 some other time. You know, or or if he's say a 36% three-point shooter historically, it's the yeah, it's 27, 28%. Right or twenty nine percent. Sorry, you know what I mean to come out at, at his sure. average. Right, like it's like I don't know if you went to a hostel at all, Ben. Um, for your university studies, if at all. No. But if you got a really great meal on Sunday, right? Like they did roast <laughs> or something. <laughs> yep. You I, know, I know that they've they've got a budget of two dollars per head per meal, and that means that you're gonna get something awful. At some point over the next week, like it's got to happen.
0: You're gonna get some and, gruel. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that's right. So I mean, there was this uh, one incident with uh, the worst uh, potato knocky ever. It was an absolute shambles. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty famous in our hostel. But anyway, um, you know what I mean? Like we were all yeah. happy to take the forty three percent when we were getting it. So I don't think it's, you know, with with guys like that when they outperform expectations, I don't think we can get mad when they regress to the mean. I don't think that's actually that fair. Um, it's one yeah. th- It's another thing if they do things that are like qualitatively different. Like if they're taking bad shots, I think that's fine. You know, If they're making bad decisions, I think that's fine. But if they're just missing shots, I don't think it's... I think you've just got to ride that out. Like, sure. He- he's going to shoot 36%. That's what it's going to work out at. Like That's what he is. So, um, just write it out. Write out the bad stuff that it will come right. We almost need him to shoot badly for a while so he can get back to shooting normal.
0: So he can peak in the playoffs again. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, well, um, all right, Celtics fans, just try and uh, remember all of that. <laughs> remember that yeah. analogy of the university hostel food. Um, next time you're looking to call out or, or scapegoat a Celtics player. Um but I mean there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely some substance to that. Don't be surprised when you get the gruel, I guess is what I'm saying. Because yeah, uh, yeah, at some point totally. you're gonna be served up a big plate of shit. Um That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking as I was compiling some of the the posts for this Reddit recap, but it's only the, the two today and I wanted to leave a little bit of room for this. Um so if Celtics Reddit had existed since 1946, right? Since the inception of the Boston Celtics, what, what do you think would be the all-time post on, on so, all-time Celtics Reddit?
1: That's such a cool question to ask. I don't um, know the
0: answer to it. That's why I'm asking you.
1: <laughs> okay, so we've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to get a few assumptions. We've got to assume, right, that not just Reddit's around, but like all the other uh, media yeah. and the media environment's the same, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I honestly think we would go absolutely nuts over the trade for McHale and Parrish. Yeah, like when you that's just think one. about what actually, like, draw, what we actually get the most interest in. It's honestly, it's around transactions, eh? Like that's what we love. That's the draft. Sure, we just yep. imagine we trade it was Joe Barry Carroll or something, right? Like we trade him for Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish. Hmm. Uh, like I forget. I think he might have been, might have been the first overall pick or something. I'd have to Google that right now. But like I know that, would, that was like kind of the equivalent of the Tatum for faults trade back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yep, that's that's definitely a good one. Um, that would so be huge. If I, if I recall correctly, uh, the Celtics red our back, drafted one, Larry yeah. Bird, and then there was a year between when they drafted Larry Bird and when he could play for the team. Yep. There'd yep. definitely, definitely be some, maybe not the, the top all-time Celtics Reddit post, but there'd definitely be a year's worth of, like, <laughs> like workout videos, right? Of, like, Larry Bird, uh, <laughs> just, like, in the gym, just, like, working hard on his shot, Um, you know, blowing up on Instagram, going on Celtics Reddit for that, that whole year <sighs> uh, between when we drafted him and when he could play.
1: Well, also, and think about, yeah, actually, there's actually no comparison there, because we drafted him, and then he had that run to the final against That's Magic.
0: That's right, yeah, yep.
1: That Yeah, so we, it would have been like having drafted Doncic and then watching him go on that run in the League, but like way bigger. We would have been out of our freaking minds about that. <laughs> I think like a top all-time game post thing, like video clip, would have been um, Mikhail clotheslining Rambis. Like just yeah. the context <laughs> of that game and that particular play being like the defining play in the defining game of defining series of, like, Larry Bird's career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there was that double or triple overtime game against the Suns as well Mm. um, in the 80s. And also, uh, Havlicek steals the ball. That's going to be up there as well. Um, So, look, fans out there, listeners.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, probably the biggest, though, now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, one upvote equals one prayer, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Wow, well, way to finish the podcast out, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so Celtics Reddit fans out there, listeners of the podcast, this is an interesting question, and there's there's a lot. There's no right or wrong answer to it. So uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter what your thoughts are for the, the top all time Celtics Reddit post if it had existed since 1946. Very interested to hear um the thoughts uh, of the people out there. So, coming up, like we said earlier, we've got the Kings, we've got the Hawks, we've got the Nuggets. Nuggets is a big one. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, I've got a good mate who lives down the road who um, hosted the very short-lived Nuggets Reddit podcast. Um, Haven't lived down the loss to the Nuggets earlier in the season, and I I really need redemption. This is, to me, this is the championship. We need to beat the Nuggets for me to (laughs) be able to carry on with my life with this friend of mine. You think so, you might
1: revive the the the, the Nuggets Reddit podcast for just one episode? Uh,
0: I wouldn't be surprised just to put that extra bit of shit on me if they do beat us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So look, couple of couple of um couple three games coming up, three big games in terms of um letting us all know as fans that this team has has righted the ship and that we're heading in the right direction at the right time. So a uh, big few games there. All right, folks, that'll just about do it for the 50th episode of this here podcast. Took us just over a year to get there, but we did it. Uh, Big shout out to Jackson, who Mm. is a huge, huge part of this podcast. Couldn't be here with us tonight. I believe he's out there bowling in real life. Uh, His team (laughs) up there in Newcastle is in the semifinals. So hopefully now he's he's hoisting, I guess, a conference finals uh, trophy above his head, getting ready for the big game next week. But um. Big thanks to to Jackson. He's he's been a huge part of this the show as well.
1: Yes. He Hopefully, he's got like little hats and t shirts and stuff like that, announcing that he's going to the finals. You know. <laughs> Hopefully, we get one right,
0: like a little uh, little souvenir, little gift. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or even just maybe just a <laughs> selfie.
0: That'd be nice. And and Joe, mm. obviously, a big thanks to yourself as well. I know you're a couple of hours ahead of me there in New Zealand, but you've been a showing up on the rag doing these podcasts with us now um for 50 episodes so a huge thanks to you as well my friend
1: ben thanks for the thanks but like you know like ben does all the work here guys so um i'm sure like i know i appreciate listening to podcasts for free um and ben uh, it actually costs him like i think it actually costs some money to make this happen oh it's so, not much um, at all <laughs> well it's still something and it's more of your time ben does all the editing and um ben thank you man like it's great i don't do anything except just spout my opinions <laughs> they're good opinions they're they're worthwhile
0: listening to and uh look i i enjoy it i it's not doesn't feel laborious to me at all to do this i enjoy talking celtics with you guys i enjoy the interaction that we have with the listeners out there and the Celtics predators out there um i look forward to doing it for another 50 episodes another year to come so uh here's to that here's to the Celtics turning things around big
1: couple of games coming up and we'll see you guys in a week go Celtics yep. peace go Celtics way to do it Ben because you know what it's like when the wedding speeches start getting to the thank yous everyone just like wants to <laughs> check out at that point and go get you gotta move game. it along <laughs> you got it. alright
0: <laughs> alright guys catch you in a week see ya see ya